This is ProBlogger. Hey there and welcome to episode 269 of the ProBlogger podcast. My name's Darren Rouse and I'm the founder of ProBlogger, which started out as a blog with lots of blog tips and has become a blog, a podcast, uh, ebooks, courses, and a job board as well to help bloggers to find jobs. So there's a lot on ProBlogger. You can check it all out at problogger.com where we uh, really are about trying to help bloggers to monetize their blogs. Now today is the final episode in our Bloggers Breakthrough series. We may do this again in future because I've had a lot of really great feedback on the stories that we've been featuring, but uh, I'm going to get back to a normal flow of things next week. Um, But today I want to share with you a story from Rowan Sims. Now, Rowan actually is a writer over on Digital Photography School, and I didn't realize he was also a listener of this podcast. And uh, you hear at the end, he's worked his way back through all of the archives of the podcast, all 269 episodes. So uh, he may be up there as one of the most avid listeners of the podcast. And he submitted his story of how he grew his blog. He took his blog from um, fairly inconsistent blogging. He switched his focus with his blog and he um, shares two strategies that he's used to help grow his traffic, particularly Pinterest, and uh, gives some good tips on driving traffic with Pinterest as well. He actually submitted a short four and a half minute uh, story and then I asked him to submit a few more tips. So you will hear a bit of a change in the audio. That's kind of part two coming in halfway along um, where he gets a bit more practical about Pinterest. Now, before I introduce you um, or put um, Rowan onto you, I do want to mention a little personal project that I've been playing around with, and that is a new podcast. And this is not just a podcast with me, it's actually a podcast with uh, Vanessa, my wife, and my three boys. We've been talking for a while now about having a family podcast, and uh, whilst we're not completely sure how it's going to roll out completely, we don't even know what the the name will be uh, down the track. We're calling it the Rouse Report at the moment, and it is at this moment a one pilot show, and it's about. What we're reading, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're playing. So we each have a little segment where we talk about the books, the podcasts, the um, what we're watching on Netflix, what movies we enjoy, what games we might be playing. And so we've got plans for a few episodes. Um, we're just putting it out there at the moment. So if you'd like to have a listen to that, there's not actually a website for it yet, but you will be able to find the latest episode linked to either on my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash problogger, or I will link to it in today's show. We are hosting it on the Anchor platform and uh, it should go up into iTunes as well in the next week or two. So you might want to do a search there for Rouse Report. Anyway, you can find it all on today's show notes and the show notes uh, also will have transcription of today's story as well as some links that Rowan mentions in the show. He mentions a couple of tools that you might want to check out and an article that he's written as well. So I'm going to hand over to Rowan, and then I will come back at the end just to wrap things up and give a few thoughts of my own and suggest a couple of things that you might want to do as a result of what you hear. Here's Rowan. Creating great content. Finding an audience. Building engagement. Monetizing your blog. This is ProBlogger. Hi guys, my name is Rowan and I'm a blogger and photographer from New Zealand. My blog name is Rowan Sims Photography and you can find me at rowansims.com. That's R-O-W-A-N-S-I-M-S. 
I started my blog back in 2010, so it's been about eight years. Uh, I'm a landscape and travel photographer, so I use my blog to teach my readers how to improve their photography. I also use it to share my photo adventures and location guides. My audience is mainly beginner to intermediate photographers. As I said, I've been blogging for about eight years, but very inconsistently. I've seen some small success with a few posts getting some search traffic. In the past, I used my blog mainly to share my my travel and landscape photography with a little monetization from some affiliate products. My biggest challenges were being consistent and attracting the right audience. There have been periods of over a year when I didn't blog at all, so the little audience I did have completely forgot about me. I also found that the search traffic that was coming to my blog was basically just leaving. Visitors weren't interested in subscribing or following me on social media once they had found what they were looking for. I built up a small email list um, and social media following, but not enough to drive much traffic to my blog. I've had a couple of big breakthroughs this year. Um, At the end of 2007, my girlfriend and I decided to spend some time in Australia after living in Canada for a couple of years. She's also a travel blogger and has had some similar struggles to me, so we decided to make the most of the fresh start and really focus on our blogs in 2018. I also decided to shift the focus of my blog from just sharing my photography to teaching it as well. One of the things I decided to work on was guest posting. Um, I've written a couple of posts, guest posts in the past, but never really pushed it. Uh, to start with, I approached Digital Photography School, which I'm sure you've heard Darren talk about on this podcast. Uh, they were happy to have me write for them, so I submitted an article. Um, that first post was really well received, which was a huge encouragement for me. Uh, the second breakthrough I've had this year was discovering the power of Pinterest for driving traffic. I've used Pinterest inconsistently for a few years, but uh, only for personal use. I've never really seen it as a tool for promoting my photography or my blog. I thought it was really just for mums sharing recipes. I decided to take another look at it this year, so I switched to a business account and overhauled my profile. Um, I really had no idea how powerful Pinterest could be for bloggers. Uh, Pinterest has become my largest source of referral traffic in just a few months. Learning how to use Pinterest for business was a pretty steep learning curve. It's such a unique platform. I've used many tools and social media sites to promote my photography over the years, but Pinterest required a very different approach. Fortunately, as a blogger, I have a ton of visual content, which Pinterest is all about. This meant that I was able to hit the ground running with a decent amount of content that I could optimize for Pinterest and experiment with. There are a few things that I did which I think set me up well on the path to seeing results from Pinterest. Every blog is going to use it differently, but I think these things are going to be useful no matter what your niche. The first thing I'd recommend is setting up a business account, as I mentioned. This may sound obvious, but I didn't realize the value of it until I did it myself. There aren't a ton of differences between a regular account and a business account, but the biggest one for me has been uh, Pinterest Insights. If you're anything like me, you probably spend a lot of time looking at your analytics. I probably spend way too much time in there, but it pays off if you know what what to look for. Pinterest insights are incredibly powerful and they can help you in a couple of ways. Firstly, you'll see what's working and also you'll see where your target audience is. It's pretty different to Google Analytics, so don't expect to be able to understand it straight away. Uh, But give it some time and I'm pretty sure you'll see the value in it for sure. The second thing that really helped me was to learn how to create attractive pins. 
again, this sounds obvious, but you'd be amazed how many pins I see every day that have had virtually no thought go into them at all. It's a visual platform, so learning to create beautiful pins is an absolute must. I'm not a designer by any means, so my pins are pretty basic. I've created templates in Photoshop that make it easy to create new pins for each post. I switched up the photos and text, and it's done in just a few minutes. If that sounds way over your head, there are free tools like Canva that make it super simple. Um, but this was a process of experimentation and still is. Some of my templates get a lot of engagement and some get little. The ones that get little just get scrapped. I regularly try new fonts and overlays to see what works best. I'm a prolific experimenter and that served me really well, so I encourage you to do the same. The third thing that's really made a big difference in growing my Pinterest account is actually another tool called Tailwind. You may have heard of it. It's a tool that makes scheduling and repinning really simple. One of, the, one of the unique things about Pinterest is that you need to be very active to see results, but bombarding your followers with a ton of pins each time you visit doesn't work. Tailwind allows you to drip, to drip feed your pins over the day so they're more likely to be seen by your followers. It also has a fantastic feature called Tribes, which encourages member to, members to repin other members' content. It's really effective and has been super helpful, helpful for me, especially considering I have a relatively small following. I actually wrote a whole post about how I grew my account from about 1,000 views a month to over 300,000 um, in only about two months. It's written for photographers, but the principles are valid no matter what niche you're in. The biggest advantage of these two breakthroughs is that I'm not only getting a lot more traffic, um, it's the right kind of traffic. People who are visiting my blog are coming because they're genu genuinely interested in what I have to say. They're sticking around longer and they're subscribing. In the last six months, I've more than doubled, doubled the email list that I built over the last four years. I've also been given a few new opportunities as a result of writing for other photography blogs. I'm getting in front of a much larger audience and building a larger profile as a result. Going to where my target audience is and guest posting there has been one of the best things I could have ever done for my blog. Uh, what I would want to say to listeners is don't underestimate the power of guest posting. It's about so much more than just link building. If you can write for blogs that have a bigger audience than your own, some of their audience will inevitably become some of your audience. The second thing I would say is keep experimenting with various tools and platforms. It might be something you've tried in the past and decided isn't for you. Um, test out new stuff, but be careful about dismissing the old stuff. You never really know what might work for you. Um, that's it, but before I go, I just wanted to say a huge thanks to Darren. I've spent the last few months listening to the entire back catalogue of the Pro Blogger podcast. Um, it's been insanely helpful. Every time I listen, I get inspired. Uh, I've learned so much and I'm sure I wouldn't, I probably would have given up by now if it wasn't for you sharing your knowledge and passion. Both your blogs, uh, Pro Blogger and Digital Photography School, have been hugely helpful for me. So thank you very much. Creating great content and building your audience. This is Pro Blogger. Thanks so much to Rowan for sharing his story today. You can find his site at Rowan Sims. 
Com. And I have a link to the article that he mentioned on his advice on Pinterest uh, in the show notes today as well. You can find those show notes at problogger.com forward slash podcast forward slash 269. Now, I love this story for a couple of reasons. One, um, uh, Rowan has found for himself the reality that guest posting isn't dead. Uh, guest posting was huge uh, five or so years ago now, and most people were using it to build their search engine engine traffic, um, getting links from other sites. But Google cracked down on this, and so those links aren't as valuable as they used to be. They're not really valuable at all. Um, And as a result, a lot of people gave up on guest posting, and I've long argued that there was more to guest posting than just the links. Certainly, the links were helpful, um, but getting in front of other people's audiences is something that is well worth doing, um, particularly if it's the right type of traffic, the right type of audience. And Rowan kind of talked there about how he targeted where his audience was and he focused on those places to build uh, a profile. And he did that through Digital Photography School, which is the perfect audience for him if he wants to teach people how to do photography. And we've heard time and time again from our riders that um, it's a benefit for them to do that and purely for the traffic that they get and that the profile, the expertise that they're able to build um, on their particular topic. So guest posting isn't dead. I'm going to link in the show notes today to a previous episode on uh, guest posting if you want to check that one out. It's one of the early episodes that I did uh, right towards the beginning of uh, this podcast back in episode 37. So if you want to dig back and have a listen to that, it's on iTunes. Um, Some of those early episodes, I should say, on iTunes will probably disappear at some point because I think there's a limit of 300 episodes that I can show you at a time, and we are approaching that point. We're at 269, so in another 31 episodes, the first episodes will disappear. So you might want to go back and listen to those early episodes if you haven't already. Um, that's just a little aside. The other thing that I love that Rowan found for himself is that Pinterest is a great way of driving traffic, and uh, every time I meet bloggers, I meet people who are using Pinterest in really interesting ways as well. And they always tell me that they're surprised about how their topic works on Pinterest. So photography is a topic that works on Pinterest. I've seen topics like motorbikes, gardening, um, fashion. I've seen technology um, boards do really well. Um, There really uh, isn't the limits. And some of those stereotypical kind of niches that you might think do well on Pinterest certainly do work, but um, it's a lot broader than you might think. And so great tips there from Rowan. Um, I do plan on doing an episode in the coming months, hopefully before the end of the year on Pinterest as well, because I've met some good people on that particular topic. So dig in into that article that Rowan mentioned. I will link to it in the show notes today. And also check out those tools that he mentioned, Just uh, and I'll link to those on the show notes too. There's Canva, uh, which you can find at canva.com, and tailwindapp.com. So tailwind, as in T-A-I-L, tailwind. And that's the tool that enables you to schedule into Pinterest your pins. Check out Pinterest. And I think Pinterest is a great one because Pinterest really does rely upon content. And a lot of bloggers have found the hard way that Facebook 
has changed their algorithms a lot. And that's because they don't really need content on Facebook. Facebook's much more than people sharing links. It's about people having conversations and people watching video and uh, people engaging in communities. And so it's not really in Facebook's best interest to allow us to share links that lead people off Facebook. But the whole point of Pinterest is that people go there to find content. And so they actually reward people who create great content. And so I do think it is a platform that is well worth checking out if you haven't already. And as Rowan says, it's well worth revisiting. We actually are in the process um, of probably having a fourth look at Pinterest for Digital Photography School in particular. We've never quite cracked it, but based on some of the advice that I've received over the last few months, um, we're going to give it another go. And that's high on our agenda for 2019. So uh, interested to see if we can replicate some of the results that Rowan got being in a very similar niche to him. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Again, you can find today's show notes at problogger.com forward slash podcast forward slash 269. And you'll find a link there to our family podcast as well. If you do want to have a listen to that, it's called The Rouse report and uh, Anchor is slowly adding it to all the different podcasting apps. It's at the point I'm recording this, not on iTunes yet, but it is on Anchor and it's, I think, also on Pocket Casts, Um, but hopefully it'll be added in the coming days and weeks as well. So just search for Rouse Report or check out the show notes. I would love to know what you think about it and we would love any suggestions you've got for a name for that podcast as well. Have a listen and see what you think. Um, I, I do think that the stars of the show will be my kids though so uh, you might want to have a listen to that it's kind of funny seeing your seven-year-old talk about a book that he's reading anyway I'm going to leave it at that you can check that one out and uh, I'll chat with you next week where uh, we've got kind of back to our normal schedule of podcasting at ProBlogger thanks for listening chat with you next week You've been listening to ProBlogger. If you'd like to comment on any of today's topics or subscribe to the series, find us at problogger.com forward slash podcast. Tweet us at ProBlogger. Find us at facebook.com forward slash ProBlogger or search ProBlogger on iTunes. This episode of the ProBlogger podcast was edited by the team at Podcast Motor, who offer a great range of services, including helping you to set up and launch your podcast, as well as ongoing editing and production of the podcast that you produce. You can check them out at podcastmotor.com.